We all watch countless hours of basketball, whether it's on TV or YouTube or whatever else. We mainly watch for entertainment, but also because there's a lot we can learn from watching the very best. So in this episode of the Apex Basketball Podcast, we're going to talk about who are the best players to watch and learn from to improve our own game. Welcome back to the Apex Basketball Podcast. You can check out our website at apexbasketballtraining.com where we have drills, videos, workouts, vertical jump training, nutrition plans, and more. Again, that's apexbasketballtraining.com. So, as I just stated, we're going to talk about who are the best basketball players to watch and learn from to improve our own game. And first off, I want to say that there's no one best player. And that different players are probably more beneficial to watch for certain people than others. That being said, NBA players are so talented and are so good at so many things that anyone can learn something from just about any player. But I'm here to talk about who are the best players to watch and I'll break them down into different categories for different types of players with different play styles. Like if you're a really strong, but not incredibly athletic center, it's probably better for you to watch DeMarcus Cousins play than Russell Westbrook. Now, one more thing before we start. Uh, I think it's good to explain the criteria I used for selecting my picks. Um, While watching NBA players play, the easiest thing to replicate and learn from what you see them do and what you could actually use is mainly decision-making and the moves and footwork that these players use rather than just pure athleticism or pure skill. Uh, No matter how many times you watch Russell Westbrook explode past his defender and dunk on a center, you're not going to jump any higher or run any faster. No matter how many times you see Steph Curry make a 30-foot three, you're not going to shoot any better. So I'm going to talk about the best players that have moves that you could actually practice and try to replicate and improve your own game. Okay, so the first section we're going to discuss are floor generals. Who are the best players in the game at just taking control of the game without scoring or even affecting the the stat sheet you know they don't have to score they don't have to get the assist but they're putting people in the right places they're making the right pass which might lead to another pass to an easy to an easy basket uh they're really just controlling the tempo and controlling the pace and controlling the game like general they're the best floor generals in the game and for this group uh i have not in order i have Rondo, LeBron, and Chris Paul as the three best floor generals in the game. Now, Rondo's great because besides being a floor general and an excellent passer, he's not really great at anything, at least offensively, at anything else, really. He's going to be probably a Hall of Famer, or at least he's already a multiple-time All-Star, just from his basketball IQ and passing. And that's pretty incredible. So if you're not 
the greatest shooter or crazy athletic, but you want to still affect the game, Rajon Rondo is probably the best player for you to watch. The way he gets his teammates in the right spots and controls the pace and always makes the right pass and finds open teammates and can just affect the game in so many ways without stuff in the stat sheet. uh, Next is LeBron. Or actually, I'll go to Chris Paul first since he's more similar to Rondo. Uh, Next, we have Chris Paul, who's similar to Rondo, undersized point guard, uh, not crazy athletic. He's a little better shooter, a little more skilled than Rondo, but still his best part of his game is the way he just controls the team's offense, Uh, especially when he was in uh, Los Angeles on the Clippers and with the Hornets in New Orleans. And he still does it with Houston, although he's a shared more of Harden. The system's different. He still controls the game uh, just about as well as anyone in the league. Even though he's never had any seasons where he scored a ton, he's consistently been one of the top point guards in plus minus and win shares and all the advanced metrics show how valuable he is even if he's not scoring 30 points a game or you know doing all all the other stuff just as a leader and as a floor general he affects the game and it's the main reason why he's going to be a future hall of famer you know there's tons of point guards in the country that are six feet tall like him and are more athletic than him and probably even close to as good as a shooter he is, although he's a great shooter. You know, there's other players like that, but what makes him special and separates him from the rest of the players around the country or even the other NBA players is just his basketball IQ. So watching Chris Paul is an excellent player to learn how to run an offense and run a team. And the last player I have on here is LeBron. And what separates him from Chris Paul and Rondo is that he isn't a point guard, technically. Although, if you watch him, you can kind of seem like he's the point guard, how he runs the offense, and he often brings the ball up. So, in a way, he's a point guard. But uh, what also makes him different is that, unlike Chris Paul and Rondo, he is an incredible scorer. He is crazy athletic. Uh, But yet, he still, I think, what separates him from a lot of the other greats players in the NBA is not just his willingness to pass, but his ability to make passes that other players, other superstars can't even make if they wanted to. Uh, You know, you can see him driving down the lane, heading left, like towards the hoop and he'll throw the ball outside to the opposite three point line and find a wide open shooter, probably better than anyone else in the league can at his height and athleticism and vision. And strength, he's just making passes no one else can. So when you watch LeBron, I really advise people not just to look at his highlights and the scoring, because sometimes it's like the simple passes he's making that won't make it to the highlights, but the way he draws the defenders and finds the open men cross court are some of the most impressive plays he makes, even if they're not the most exciting. It's a great so LeBron's probably the best player to watch if you're a taller, more athletic wing who can dominate the game by scoring, but also realizes that getting your teammates involved can sometimes be more effective than 
scoring as much as you can, even if you can still score 40. It might be better sometimes to have 28 and 10 assists. And that's why I think LeBron is one of the best floor generals in the league to watch. Next up, I have the scoring point guards position. Now, for years, point guards were supposed to be pass first, and they pretty much all were. And it's probably partly because of the three-point revolution in the NBA and the value of hitting threes and how so many point guards now are such great shooters. It's, it's not the best idea to hold them back to make them necessarily become pass-first players when they're the best scorers on the team. And I think the two best examples I have here that really stand out to me for the best players to watch and learn from are Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard. I know Westbrook and Steph Curry are great. and might even be better scores than these two, but you will learn more moves and probably improve your game better replicating what Kyrie and Damian Lillard do than you would from any other two scoring point guards. Uh, they both have incredible footwork. Kyrie's probably has the best footwork in the NBA, I think, or at least one of them. Uh, you know, you watch him, and every game he's making it a move you you haven't seen him make before. He's changing directions. He can go left. He can go right. His step backs, his between the legs, behind the backs. I mean, his famous shot on Steph Curry uh, in the game seven, maybe of the twenty sixteen finals. You know. It's a couple between the legs, a couple dribbles, a sidestep three-pointer. Like right there, that's a decent move. You could, at home, you can go to the gym. You can practice that move, practice the footwork over and over again, hit, practice that shot. Uh, Damian Dillard's great also at this. He's got great footwork. He's uh, got a really good change of pace. He'll be driven to the top of the three-point line, do a couple moves. Looks like he's trying to pull up, and then he'll just explode by you. He'll slow down, speed up, and then slow back down and make his move. The, both him and Kyrie both got a ton of moves that when you watch them play, you can literally watch them and then go to your backyard or go to the gym. And every night they'll have like five or six different moves you can try and practice that will help your game. All right, for the next section, I have combo guards slash like wing scores i kind of combine them into this because they kind of do different things kind of the only difference between a combo guard and a wing scorer is really their height so they play different positions they match up with different players on defense but they kind of have a similar role on offense at least uh so i have a few on here so i'll go through each one quickly uh first i have james harden uh obviously everyone knows his step back and you know just right there it's not super complicated but no one in the league can do it as well as him. So when you watch his games, you know, the main emphasis is watch just his footwork. Look out how much ground he covers on his step backs. Like you see him do a step back and then you go to the gym and you try to replicate it, but you don't realize he's covering three times as much ground as you. He'll be at the elbow, you know, dribbling right. And then he'll push off his left foot going back. And he's like stepping back a couple feet behind the NBA three-point line off of one dribble going backwards. So when you watch his step backs, you know, really pay attention to how much ground he's covering, how he's using his feet to get there, where the defender is at when he steps back, occasionally throws his head up and makes it look like he's 
going to step back, and then he goes back into the lane. So just really pay attention on how he's using those step backs based on how the defenders are guarding him and how much ground he's covering. Also, watch Harden on drawing fouls. You know, some people think it's a little controversial and that it's bad and cheap how he's drawing fouls. But, I mean, it's the NBA. Everyone's trying to win. If everyone else could draw fouls as well as he can, everyone would be doing it. So look at the ways he gets his defenders into position. He puts them in positions where they could possibly call call a foul, and he just immediately goes into them. So like, even if it annoys you how many times he's getting free throws, and even if you think he's a flopper, you can learn a lot just watching him and seeing how he's drawing those fouls. Uh, next up on here, I have KD. Uh, for most players, I mean, you can still anyone can learn something from KD. He's so talented. He scores in so many ways. He's so versatile. But, I mean, really you got to be a lengthy, taller wing scorer to replicate KD's game. Although he, he he does stuff that anyone can replicate, but especially if you're a taller wing scorer, I mean, just look at all the possible ways he can score. He can hit threes. He makes great pull-up mid-range. He's great at, like, he'll have a smaller defender on him, and he'll try to back him down a little bit. But instead of, you know, they bring the help, so instead of trying to back him down all the way into the paint, he backs him down with a few dribbles and then turns around and shoots over him from a jump shot. So uh, there's a lot of great things you can learn about KD and uh, great moves, especially if you're a taller wing scorer. The next person I have on this list is Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi, not only a great scorer, but he's also arguably the best wing slash guard defender over the last five years or more in the NBA. I mean, I would watch his footwork and the way he uses his length to guard players. And it's not just his length, you know. People like to talk about how he's got huge hands, a long wingspan. But, I mean, his footwork's great, and the way he just cuts off players before they get to their spots is incredible. He's just always staying in front and making great recoveries. And on offense, he's maybe the best. He's he's the most robotic player most robotic superstar I've ever seen in the league, uh, at least at his position. He's athletic, but he's not crazy athletic. He's a great ball handler and a great shooter, but he's not crossing people up. And, you know, he doesn't have, like, a killer, like, standout move that he's scoring on people with, you know. And he's not taking, he's a great shooter, but he's not like pulling up from 30 off the dribble or coming around and hitting these incredible threes like Clay Thompson. But he can shoot, he can dribble, and he's not super flashy, but he just uses those skills robotically to get to the spots he needs to to score. And he's got a tons of moves, and he's great at finding a pull-up mid-range jumper. He's great kind of in the post and like hitting turnaround shots and getting by people, uh, change of pace, simple pump fakes and getting by. He's not flashy and he's not doing anything that's that hard to really replicate or do. Like you can learn and do all his moves and he's very skilled, but he's not doing things that are impossible 
for someone at home to even try to practice and learn how to do. Last person in this group I have is Luka, uh, Luka Doncic. He's only, he was only a rookie last year, but he's, you can already see he's got a great basketball IQ, great passer, great rebounder for his size. And I think the main thing besides the step back, he's, I think he was second in the league in step backs, threes made behind Harden as a rookie. So, I mean, obviously you can learn from a step back. He's got a great, like between the legs step back. So like, in the dribble he uses to step back, he's often making that a between-the-legs move and then pushing off a foot and then getting right into his shot for a three. But also, his change of pace is incredible. Uh, he'll come at you, because he's not crazy fast, but he's sneaky fast. He doesn't usually explode by you. He kind of comes up maybe slow and gets you you know, relaxed for a second, thinking he's going to pull up or something. And then he gets by you when he notices, you know, he caught you off guard or he puts you in a position where he, with a little move, whether it's an in and out or a crossover, he puts you in a position where it's easier to get by you or he'll come at you kind of fast and get you on your heels and slow down and make it look like he's pulling up now. So you try to overcompensate and recover for the shot and then he goes by you or whatever it is. He's just watch. I mean, watch him play. Uh, he's got a great change of pace. And again, it's not anything that's super complicated. It's something you can learn from and use yourself. Uh, The next group I have are big men. Uh, Who are the best big men to watch? I think probably the two most skilled scoring big men are Anthony Davis. And I think even more so is Carl Anthony Towns as a more skilled scoring big man. Uh, Anthony Davis is a little more athletic. So if you can't have his length and athleticism, I'd recommend Carlton Towns even more, although they're both great to watch. But Towns, you know, he can stretch the floor. He's big. I mean, he can shoot as a big. He uh, he has great footwork down low. He's great touch. You know, you got to see the shots he makes. It's not just backing a man down and finishing a layup over them. He's got, like, good touch on, like, little mini hook shots or, like, the shots in between really a straight layup and uh, a further shot. It's just like those in-between shots. He has good touch. Uh, he's got uh, he's got good ball fakes. I mean, he's just a skilled, versatile scorer. He can score from the high post or the low post or from the three-point line. Uh, I also think uh, this little different player, Jokic, I mean, he's the best passing center in the league, arguably the best passing center of all time. Might be some recency bias there, but the way they can run their offense through a offense through a center, uh, like they're giving the ball at the high post all the time, and not even for him to score. Like they'll almost like put him as he's almost used as a point guard who doesn't bring the ball up or even dribble it necessarily. You just catch it, and they'll set off ball screens, and if they're there, he finds them. If not, he tries to get by his man. Again, good touch inside can make these little hook jumpers or hook shots and and he's just a great player to watch if you're not uh an incredibly athletic big man even has he even has a little weight on him so a little overweight but can still get around well and want to be a skilled center Jokic is probably the best player to watch also in this group I have DeMarcus Cousins for the uh 
similar to Jokic, the lesser athletic but stronger big man. He plays below the rim, but, I mean, he just uses his physical force to score on players. Uh, I've seen a lot of big men over the years played that I've played against are stronger than a lot of their defenders, and they'll, be, they'll get the ball in the post, and they don't quite use their strength the right way. They'll go in out of control, just try to power bound the guy and get an offensive foul, or they'll get doubled and don't know what to do with it. And I think Cousins just a great player to watch. Like he's just strong and he's skilled and he's not that athletic, but he's a great scorer because he just watch the way he goes at his defenders, uh, muscling through him, but also with like good patience and good touch and good finishing. And yeah, uh, one more person I have in this group is Joel Embiid. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He's seven two. Uh, who knows how much he weighs, probably weighs close to 300 pounds. But, you know, th- there's still stuff you can replicate even if you don't have the uh, physical gifts that he has. He's got really good footwork. That's what makes him so special, I think, is he's that big and he's light on his feet. And he's got a great pump fake. I don't know what it is about his pump fake. And he's just an okay three-point shooter. You know, he's not great. So the fact that you know, he can be the level three point shooter that he is, and he gets so many people to bite on his pump fake. Kind of shows, like, you know, you don't have to be an incredible shooter to use a pump fake and get players, defenders to bite on it and get by them. I mean, I think part of it's because maybe it's because it's so slow, or he just really sells it and puts it up and gets by defenders, and he occasionally does a euro as a center or. You know, it's just good footwork all around, and Bede's a good player to watch. And that's the last of the big man group. All right, so for the best defenders, uh, I have a couple point guards first. Uh, Patrick Beverly, he's just, again, he's not crazy athletic, but that's not what makes you a great defender, usually you see. A lot of times it's not the most athletic players who are the best defenders. And what really makes him a great defender, I mean, obviously part of it is his heart and effort and energy. But you can say that about a lot of people, you know, they put a lot of effort and energy, you know, they won't be, they won't all be incredible defenders at least. I mean, a lot of defense is your energy and how much effort you put into it. But he's just like a pest on defense. He does whatever he can to annoy the other team. And, and, you know, he's usually doing all within the rules. He's not really, dirty he's just trying to be as knowing as he can to the other team does every little thing and if you watch him play you'll see it i mean he's he does whatever he can to get in the head of the players he's guarding and he does a great job at it uh the other defender is chris paul again not incredibly athletic he just puts a lot of effort on defense and he wants to win so bad he does whatever he can but the main thing is He's just extremely vocal. He probably talks just about as much as any player in the NBA. And he's, although he's not super quick, he's really strong. So when players go at him, he, when he, by the time he cuts him off, he kind of like running into like a little, a little boulder or something. I don't know. Cause everyone's taller than him going into him, but he always stops them. He can't really back him down too well. Even when he's guarding centers, he's great at it. 
he's great at like, you know, you can shoot over him, but he makes it difficult for them. And he's great. He's got great hands. He's great at stripping the ball down low. I mean, he's led the league in steals, I think, more than any player has ever had in history. And it's not like he's just reaching and getting steals. He's playing solid lockdown defense and getting steals. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, uh, Kawhi as probably the best wing defender maybe the last five to ten years we've seen in the NBA. Uh, watch his footwork. Just watch him really lock in on defense. You know, and he proves you can be a great offensive scorer, you know, a superstar and still be an incredible defender. And for rim protectors, I have Gobert. All the advanced metrics show that he's just the best rim protector in the NBA. Uh, yes, he's really tall and he's really lengthy, but if you're big, you know, you can still learn a lot from him, even if you don't have his height and his length. I mean, there's a lot of tall NBA players and a lot of players of crazy wingspans, but he's just significantly better rim protector than all of them. Watch the way he's he can challenge shots without fouling. He's great at that. He goes straight up. He's always in the right spots. He's quick to react in the help defense. He's great at protecting the lobs. Uh, he just he just plays great help defense and man-to-man, one-on-one post-defense. The next group of players I have, I'll go through quickly on here, are just like recently retired players that I grew up watching. And I think, you know, all their highlights and even full games are available on the internet and on YouTube. So I'd really recommend watching them. You got first, I have Dwayne Wade. If you're a shooting guard, who's not a great three point shooter, he's probably the best player to watch. He's got one of the best footwork I've ever seen a basketball player have. Uh, He's got great turnaround jumpers. He's got, you know, he's one of the best Euro steps I've ever seen. Uh, he's great at finding mid-range pull-ups. He's got a great sidestep jumper. He's just got great ball fakes, fake layups, uh, reverses, up and unders, just weaving through defenders. He was a good passer. He's just a great player to watch, and he's got great footwork that you can replicate and practice at home. Uh, another player I have on here is Ginobili. Uh, you know, Ginobili is great for... Uh, I mean, Ginobili's just great at change of pace. He's got like some un- unconventional moves and passes. He's one of the best pick and roll passers I've seen. Go watch him and Tiago Splitter. They used to run the pick and roll, I thought, better than maybe any two players in the NBA. And the great thing about Ginobili is he's a six man, proves you don't need to be a starter to be an incredible player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. and Never really was a starter in NBA. It, he's got a ton of moves. They're really unorthodox. And he's just scored in so many possible ways that I've never even thought of. Just go look up and watch and know these highlights. You'll, you'll see him make moves that you haven't seen other players make. And last in this section, obviously, I have Kobe Bryant. He might, I mean, he might have had the most moves just like, different go-to moves, different ways to score on you than anyone ever, maybe. I mean, you know, good three-point shooter. He was really athletic. But, you know, until his Achilles tear, he was still scoring, you know, close to 20, I think like 27 points per game at like 35 years old, 36 years old, maybe. And, you know, he didn't have the same athleticism there. 
he had like you know great skills but it was just the ways and the moves he scored that like again it doesn't take incredible skill it's he was it's more like craftiness over just pure skill and the types of moves he had i mean look up his highlights look up more than just his highlights though i mean try to find full game tapes of him uh just the different ways he scored by getting by defenders he 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 could do it in more ways than just about anyone and the last section i have here are the unique players so these players are great at something that you know not many other players if anyone does what they do you know exceptionally well or like how they do it it's they're just they have usually one thing that makes them really unique and other people can try to learn from them and if they don't have a single way to stand out if you can learn to do this one unique thing that these players had it can make you stand out no matter where you play so for the first one on here is lonzo ball uh, i know he's not as good as probably anyone else on this list really but I mean, the reason why there was so much hype around him coming, besides, of course, his father, LeVar Ball, uh, he, everyone talked about how he was an incredible passer, and he is an incredible passer, but it's not the passes he's making that really makes him stand out. It's, or at least not the half-court passes he's making. What makes Lonzo really stand out is the way he pushes the ball ahead, already probably better than anyone in the league. I mean, he'll catch the ball and just throw it ahead and start the transition offense to his teammates, knowing a lot of times he won't get an assist, so it's not going to show up in the stat sheet. But, like, if you're, you know, listening to this at home and you got, like, a tournament this weekend, you know, and you're making these incredible outlet passes and full-court passes, now you got to be careful not to, you know, force a turnover because that can happen a lot in those types of passes. But you'll stand out to any coach or anyone watching if you can make these incredible outlet passes that Lonzo Ball makes in the fast break and on transition. Uh, next on here, I have Tony Parker. The reason why I have Tony Parker is because he was like a six one point guard who wasn't an incredible even passer. I mean, he's, you know, he was a good passer. It's not like he was selfish or ball hog, but he wasn't exceptional at passing. He wasn't a great three-point shooter his whole career, and he wasn't extremely athletic. He was quick, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't have the highest vertical. And, you know, when he was younger, yeah, he was fast. But even towards the end of his career, when he wasn't as fast, I guess he's still playing. But even now, he's, when he's not as fast, he's always been just so great at, like, the floaters and the in-between game and just change pace and change directions. He he even led the league in paint scoring a few years back as a six one below below average athleticism point guard. So if you want to, if you feel like you can't get by your defenders because they're taller than you or faster than you, go watch Tony Parker highlights and go watch Tony Parker games, and you can see there's there's plenty of ways to score even when a defender's more athletic and taller than you. Uh, uh, last player on here is Isaiah Thomas. This is just if you're really, really undersized player, but you know, you're so skilled and you got such a good work ethic and heart like Isaiah Thomas that you can still dominate a basketball game. And if you're really, if you're really undersized, but 
you want to find ways to score on taller defenders or everyone's taller than you, just find ways to score and be effective and even dominate at a huge height disadvantage than go watch Isaiah Thomas play, especially in Boston pre-injuries. Just look at the ways he dominated the game. You know, he once scored 50-something points in a playoff game at five foot nine in the NBA. So if you're an undersized point guard, go watch Isaiah Thomas highlights. All right. That completes my list. Uh, I mentioned, I know I mentioned a lot of players, but I mean, like I said, there's just so many, I mean, just about any player in the NBA and even college, you can learn something from them. Even if their game's completely different from you, there's always some kind of move or something about their game that you can learn from and practice. Uh, they're all great. I just, it was really hard to pick, but I just thought it would be easier if I narrowed it down to certain players for certain positions and play styles. If there's anything you want to hear me talk about in the next podcast, uh, feel free to email me. Uh, the email's on the website. It's apexbasketballtraining.com. The email is apexbasketballtraining.contact at gmail.com I read every email I get and hopefully I'll be able to discuss uh, a topic you suggested in another episode